When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. For those who simply can't get enough talk about the Vikings, we present Bonus Chatter. Bonus Chatter about your favorite team that's unscripted, unfiltered, and uninterrupted. This is another edition of 1500 ESPN's Purple Podcast. What did you uh, take from the uh, from the John D. Filippo? Filippo, yes, I'll get that right eventually. What did you take from the D. Filippo uh, conference call yesterday, as far as his comments about a quarterback? His comments about a quarterback were interesting because of how differently a lot of people interpreted them. Sure, <laughs> he talked about number one was actually a lot of what we were talking about last uh, hour with the makeup of your quarterback and what type of person he has to be. And he doesn't just mean good in the community, but he means being a competitor, being a leader. He talked about that you have to be some type of leader, whether it's the vocal or just people follow you for whatever reason. And then he talked about the attributes that he likes, like the physical attributes, which were you've got to be athletic in some form, which doesn't mean you have to be Michael Vick, but it could mean you're very good at moving in the pocket or getting outside the pocket and running if called upon, which Case Keenum was this year very much. And then he talked about, and this is where I thought Teddy Bridgewater first, when he talked about anticipation and decision-making and accuracy as his three major things. In order to be a star in this league, you have to have decision-making, anticipation, accuracy. And of all the possible quarterback options that are there, he's number one in that. Although Sam Bradford is also extremely accurate and I would say a pretty good decision maker too, maybe too conservative at times, but um, though I don't think Bradford's coming back. So that that pointed me out that I really do the accuracy and anticipation thing that pointed me in the Bridgewater direction, but I got tweets from people thinking, Oh, you must be talking about Kirk cousins. You must be talking about Keenum. You must be talking. So I got tweets from every single aspect of that, of reading into it. One more thing that yeah. was really interesting, though, and this yeah. is where you immediately like John Filippo. He talked about when Carson Wentz went down, they pulled Nick Foles into a meeting and said, pull out a piece of paper in your notebook, write down every concept and strategy you feel comfortable with operating. I love this, yes. And that, to me, is the new way of coaching. It's the smartest way of coaching. Yep. Respect what the players have to say and put them in the positions where they can highlight the things they do best mm-hmm. and the plays that they're most comfortable with. 
So with all the RPOs, that got a lot of the attention, even though in the Super Bowl it wasn't the biggest thing. But that got all the attention. That very well may have been Nick Foles saying, I'm really comfortable with running those. Yes. And so we should run a lot of those. And I, and, and if he comes in with that same attitude with this team, that I, will work for him. I love that. Exactly. Uh, Case Keenum could be uh, franchised by the Vikings and could come back here. But if he is not, there is a potential landing spot. Matt Miller, who is a draft writer for Bleacher Report, said that he talked with someone in the Broncos front office who said that they are, well, his exact words were, they like Case Keenum. So I I kind of equate that to being interested in Case Keenum. Mm -hmm. And he would make a lot of sense there as a cheaper version of Kirk Cousins. I think that Keenum, if he's on the open market, gets a long-term contract, as in four or five years, that's probably around $100 million, but he does not get $140 million, which is probably what Kirk Cousins is going to ask. And you could see this, this, this little game of musical chairs playing out that if the Vikings did allow Case Keenum to hit the market, somebody is going to end up with Keenum and somebody's going to end up with Cousins, and then the others are going to try to trade up. Uh, and I don't include the Vikings in that. I Like the Jets, they want those guys probably. Arizona wants those guys. Denver wants those guys. And then every you know, whoever is left is trading up in the draft to get a top quarterback or bringing back Teddy Bridgewater or something else. Because the, the options past Kirk Cousins and Case Keenum are maybe Ryan Tannehill gets cut and maybe Miami tries to get one of those top quarterbacks. Yeah. But we won't know that for a while. Tyrod Taylor, it's possible he gets traded. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, though. Because his contract, I believe that it's got some sort of, you remember the poison pill sort of things? Remember it? We invented yes. it. Yeah, Rob okay, Rizinski right. And the Vikings. Right, okay. So Steve Hutchinson. I believe it's got something like that in there, so they've got to make a decision pretty soon uh-huh. on whether they're keeping Tyrod Taylor or not, whether they're going to restructure his deal, release him, trade him, what the story is going to be. So there, I mean, there's a, a bunch of different uh, options that, that could happen. But, I mean, I still lean toward the most probable is that they bring back Teddy Bridgewater. And now I lean toward and sign Josh McCown. Yeah, it, it, Elaborate on that because I think people are probably going to say, what the hell did you just say? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about the differences between Case Keenum and Josh McCown, it's not a lot. I mean, for what their careers look like. In fact, McCown has more experience with having good seasons or good stretches than Case Keenum does, who only has really one. And this last year, McCown went to New York and he beat out their quarterbacks, which doesn't sound like it was that big of a a challenge, but he was pretty good. I mean, he had a a 94.3 or 94.5 quarterback rating this year, 18 touchdowns, nine picks, 7.4 yards per attempt, a good season starting with a really mediocre Jets team. And he's also got experience in two different places with John Filippo. They were in Oakland together, quarterbacks coach, and in Cleveland together when Filippo was the offensive coordinator. And McCown is like the super backup, where if you've got a good team, you can throw him in there. He's not Sean Hill. and Right, he's not Sean Hill. He could play a whole season for you if you need him to. And he's 38? Yeah, he's old as hell, but yeah. I mean, he's like one of those guys, those quarterbacks who have just continued. I mean, it's not like he's had a whole lot of miles on the body. Um, 
But at, judging by his last three seasons when he was starting for Cleveland and then a brief stint in 2016 and then with the Jets, mm-hmm. he'd be a great backup option that's going to keep your season alive or that can even elevate his play with all the great wide receivers if Teddy Bridgewater, if they brought him back and he showed way too much rust or he got hurt again, it would be very similar to the situation that you have right now, and it would be a lot cheaper. You could sign him to one year's one year five million. Right. Whereas Case Keenum, to bring him back to guarantee he's back, you have to franchise him and pay him twenty million. Yeah, twenty three probably. Twenty three, right? yeah. So it, here's my here's my thought about franchising Case. Is that that big of a deal though? Because you know, he comes back for a year, and let's say he plays okay for four games, and then they decide to make the inevitable transition uh, to Teddy if they sign him. And okay, now this is a very expensive QB on your bench. I get all that. But it's it's one year of hurt. You know, it's not three years. I get why you would say there's no way that we're going to give uh, Case Keenum a three-year contract with guaranteed cash because that's going to, you know, still potentially hurt us in 2020 or 21. But if you franchise him, is it that big of a deal? Because it's one year, and then if it doesn't work, he walks away, and you're done. So I I keep going back to the fact that if Teddy is your guy or you think that he's your guy and you sign him and you franchise Case, yes, you're spending a lot for one year, but it's one year as opposed to let's try and make a, a three-year investment in Case and to realize six games into 2018, oh my gosh, this guy truly was a career backup who had one good season. Well, I would put it this way. If you were to franchise Case and then bring Teddy back, assuming his contract doesn't toll, you've probably got to pay Teddy quite a bit. Even if you structure it for the first year to not have a huge cap hit, you're still talking about potentially paying $30 million on the salary cap next season. You can't afford that, but then you start. Then things get a little hairy. That's what I was going to say. Though, when you start looking at even that, this off season, does that cost you? But because uh, Keenum's contract, if franchise, would be for one year, does that start to impact you when it comes to re-signing guys like Hunter and Barr or Kendrick? No, it doesn't. So no. that's that's my biggest concern. But if it, that doesn't impact you there, I think there's justification to probably do it. You do have to. Find out who's playing three technique. You do need a guard. You do. It's not that you have like can't spend any money at all or this off season, and you're just all set. They do have a lot of cap space to work with, so it wouldn't destroy their off season. But you know, I mean, with the amount of cap space that you have, maybe you consider signing somebody who's really good at one of those spots. But instead, maybe you can't do that. And the biggest concern, even beyond the cap, for me would be. Last year, it was very easy for Case Keenum to stand there and cheer, Teddy, Teddy. Oh, yeah, that's, this is a good point. And yeah. last year, it was very easy for Teddy to say, hey, I'm just glad to even be back in practice. Yep. That ain't going to play next year. This and, is an interesting dynamic. And this is where, so last year, there was no schism in the locker room, even though I did hear some rumbling from the wide receivers at one point in the season about Keenum and his accuracy and things like that. But... uh Wide receivers not happy with something? Yeah, I know. Never seen but, that before. But for the most part, there was no schism. There was no yeah. like frustration in the locker room about Case Keenum and Teddy Bridgewater in that situation because Case kept winning. Uh, but the last impression of Case Keenum was a really bad playoffs outside of the Minneapolis Miracle. And there's a lot of Teddy fans in the locker room. A lot of Teddy fans in the locker Including room. Including our guy Jarius Wright, who... Sung he his said praises it. Yeah, on the air it. with us. Said I'm a Teddy fan. Super Bowl week, yeah. So if you think of it that way, 
you know, if Case wins the job out of camp, as soon as he has a bad game, it's going to be not just fans from the outside saying they want Teddy, but it might be players from the inside saying they want Teddy. And if Case loses the job and it's and it's Bridgewater as the starter, then Case is going to be one highly freaking paid backup and one miserable guy who's going to say, I just let them do a 13-3 in a playoff win and I'm not in the game. So I, I think that you have much more chance of a distraction next year than you had this year. So what you're telling me is that uh, if they if they let Case go and uh, Bradford's gone, as we assume, and it's Teddy and uh, McCowan that Josh would chant, Teddy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, so you Josh McCowan, the same. Like, that is has been through this. That's an interesting di- uh, dynamic, though. You're right about that, because if they transition, let's say, four games in, you know, Case starts three or four games, and he's okay but not great. And then Zim says, "Okay, we're going back to my guy." It would be, a, it would be because it it could. That would be a situation. And I know teams always say distractions don't matter. We don't care. And some teams, it's fine. Some teams, it's not. But that would be a situation where you would have a lot of people, both locally and nationally, coming to uh, the Vikings and saying, "So, what do you think? Who should start?" It would be the biggest story through all of camp, which is okay. I mean, if you have a quarterback competition, that's not a terrible thing between those two guys. Losers got to be traded, though, in my mind. I mean, keeping the other guy around. And I don't I, like I that it, because then who's your backup right, and, right. and do you trust your... this? The one thing that we are learning more and more is this. The days of the Sean Hills. Hold a clipboard, yeah. be a pseudo-quarterback coach, and if you have to play, we're all in big trouble. If you are a true contender, those days are gone. Yeah, you need the the two thousand and um, the two thousand and sixteen Vikings are the poster child for why you need to go to training camp with a viable backup well, quarterback. And, and the Eagles, right? Yeah, too. well, and yeah. and now and this this team as well in two thousand seventeen, because think about this: Bradford comes in after the opening game and mm-hmm. he says, "My knee hurts," and let's say it's Sean Hill again. Oh, season! What over. the hell do you do? Yep, season over. So, so yes. Yeah, so, the notion—if you're a competitive team—the notion that you can get by with just some, as Jeff George called him, slappy a quarter, <laughs> a backup quarterback is gone. You need a viable backup quarterback. Who, by the way, you're probably going to have to pay pretty well. I think he said that to my buddy Sam Farmer, right? The uh, L.A. wasn't it the L.A. Times that he said that? It to might him? have been. It's yeah, a I great think, line. I think it was some slappy is the backup. Yeah, and that's. That's why I like McCown so much. His experience with Filippo, and really, I mean, he's had some horrendous win-loss records, but often he's been the guy that a bad team turns to when they realize their young quarterback is like, oh, I don't know, doing cocaine all the time, <laughs> like yeah. Johnny Manziel. And the, the, I mean, the Browns were already a disaster. You could go by Pat Shermer rules there. Anything with the Browns doesn't count. Uh, but, no, no, no. But seeing it counts. As a good thing. Right, right. So yeah, Sh- yeah. Shermer won, what, like eight games in two uh, years two or something years, like yeah, that? Yeah. That's like 16 wins. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you, like, McCown went one in seven, but had a 93 quarterback rating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't even, he threw 12 touchdowns, four picks. If you were able to get, I think that he can, that McCown in this situation, if you had to go to him, could give you very similar to what Case Keenum gave you for this year. That, that they're, that they're similarly talented quarterback who succeeds when they have a lot of great things around them. Very smart, very uh, experienced, but when they don't have anything around them, they're not going to drag you to victory. Well, this team has everything around you and will improve the offensive line even more this offseason. It's a great situation. So if he had to come in, 
you're still a playoff team with that player. You just don't have to pay thirty million or twenty three right. million for McCown. You only have to pay ten, and then you're sure because even though he played well last year. Josh McCown doesn't expect a starting job at this point. Right. He just wants a couple more mil, put an extra wing on the mansion that he's made from being a backup quarterback. That's all he wants at this point. This guy doesn't think that Arizona is going to make him their starter or anything like that. So you give him give him eight mil for a year, mm-hmm. and then Teddy come back on a three year Mike Glennon type contract. And you've got a really good quarterback situation there where you feel like you're in good shape. And then Kyle Sloter is a part of this, too, because Sloter is a guy that they really liked bringing in. He's got a great arm, and they've developed now over a year. So even if everything goes wrong, you you might still be okay from the quarterback position if you do that. And, And you don't have to worry about who the franchise guy is. You don't have to worry about quarterback controversy because nobody in the national media is going on NFL Network going, they must play McCown! Right. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. The Venture X Card from Capital One gives you more of what you love, like premium travel benefits and access to Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and ten times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. Plus, get access to Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Maybe I'll see you there. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.